Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday, November 10th. It's a beautiful day. And on today's episode, we are talking about why a small library in Massachusetts is the reason we have summer break and how a district in Arizona has class sizes of 135 and teachers say they love it. So I want to hear about the district in Arizona. Okay. They have class sizes of 135. It's not one teacher. No, 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 no. That was just some some clickbait at the beginning. I got you. We got to have the <laughs> clickbait. All right. Teach this me. This is super interesting. So this is Mesa Public Schools in Arizona. And the school in their district that they started it with is Westwood High School. And so to, you know, we have teacher shortages. We have sub shortages. There's some, you know, issues in the system of education. And so to try and combat that, they decided to sort of flip it upside down. Just kind of take the whole teacher ratio thing and flip it on its head. Exactly. So they now have essentially the entire ninth grade. It's about 135 kids in one space. I'm not sure where exactly. It must be an auditorium or something. How many kids did you say it is? 135. So yeah, it's got to be a gym or a theater, an auditorium. Right. And there are four teachers with these children. And they all of these people, the kids and the four teachers are together all day. And the teachers team teach all day. Like a self-contained classroom with 130 kids. And four teachers. And four teachers. They team teach the entire day. Mm -hmm. So it's math, English, science, and social studies. And then there are, you know, special education and language support teachers that sort of will, you know, pop in as needed. And every day the teacher, these four core teachers have two hours in the morning to plan together and organize the day or at that point they're probably you know organizing a couple days ahead and they can do whatever they want with the time so sometimes they might do like a big holistic project-based learning activity where it's four subjects together sometimes one teacher will be lecturing to the whole group while the others do small pulls sometimes it's like stations where each teacher is in one section and groups rotate you know all right hang on so i sound (laughs) one teacher is speaking to the whole 130 kids mm-hmm. and then the three other teachers are support yeah or they're doing pullout groups yeah and they might take 10 of the kids at a time or whatever right but did they do this to combat the teacher shortage or were they doing this already they were doing it to combat the teacher shortage and like the from what i'm reading from the teachers themselves and everything i can find online is that that's just one of the structures they use they can divide up the time and the 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 kids however they want um but what's interesting is that the teachers are reporting that they really like it and that there's all this collaboration and connection that they weren't having before. A lot of them, there's actually one teacher in here that had taught for 16 years um, when she started this and was very seriously thinking about quitting and decided to give this a try as sort of a last ditch effort and is like completely reinvigorated, says she loves it. Her team has saved her. Um and they're all really happy about new teachers now and not as worried about them because you're going to be supported. Yes. You're in a room with three veterans or two veterans, you know, watching them work their magic all day. I think that's pretty cool. So isn't it just my own check for understanding? Yeah. To combat the teacher shortage. This is it a school district or just one school itself. OK, good question. So it's a district. They started it with one school and it's looking like it's so successful that they're rolling it out to more schools more grades they're actually starting it in upper elementary in one of their schools as well fourth and fifth yeah fourth and fifth um and another thing i thought was really cool was that they're talking about how you know every teacher has different strengths 
And so they sort of just leverage every teacher's strength. And so if one teacher has a better relationship with a parent, right, or speaks a certain language, it's like... You're you just, the one. Yeah, you're the one. Step up for that one. Um, and actually, this was maybe my favorite part, is they were interviewing some of the kids in the class about this. And one kid was saying how much he loved it because he had had a couple teachers leave and they would have... Substitutes, yeah. Yes, and he felt like he just hadn't... He missed an entire year from inconsistent teaching. Um, And the quote from him, he's saying how much he loves it. He feels super supported. His teachers are around all the time. And then he says, quote, I got away with everything, end quote, (laughs) before, right, with all the subs. And then he continues and says, there's four of them watching me all the time. I think that's a good thing. I'm not wasting time. I think that's awesome. Yeah, because he's probably in a class of 25, 30 kids. Right. And when the teacher leaves, especially if the teacher leaves out of frustration or it wasn't a good thing, right. kind of accidentally empowers the kids to say, you know, we, we really own this space. Sure. And it gives, you know, it's a, they don't want to feel like they have a bad reputation that were we so bad that we made this teacher leave. Right. And it's tough. I mean, teaching is tough, it's but hard. I love this idea of a team of teachers for teachers there Yeah. with this larger group of kids because it's hard to get teachers in schools. Right. But they work as a team. They work collaboratively. They mm-hmm. plan for two hours in the morning. I'm sure they're planned way ahead. But I'm they probably sure. get everything ready for the two hours in the morning. Right. And then it's like a big seminar for a huge group of kids. Yeah. I bet you can do all sorts of fun team things. Right. And they said sometimes they'll do that, right? Like they'll create a, a three-hour lesson yeah. between two or three of the subjects that's super engaging and super deep. And you can't do that if you are just in you know, your own space you know of course there's drawbacks they said the scheduling is really difficult to um you know just your school has to be super on board with this happening and everything sort of needs to revolve around it but you know and i think if you're not a good collaborator or you you like to be on your own this certainly would not be for you but if you like that connection and collaboration i think it's a really interesting idea it's definitely it's super hard to solve this teacher shortage problem yeah and i know that a couple places have lowered expectations for what it means to become a teacher, just trying to get bodies in the room. That's a great point. At least this model sounds like it's actually working and doing a good job where the kids are enjoying it, the teachers are enjoying it, mm-hmm. achievement is on par. Yeah. So that was, you know, this is a, a very new idea. And so there have been a couple different places that have wanted to study this. And Johns Hopkins came in and did some sort of qualitative measures Um, and found that morale was higher for everyone, teachers and students in this structure, and that actually attendance for kids was higher in this model. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Um, Especially for high school because, you know, kids tend to have a little bit more choice and and voice around whether or not they come to school. Right. And so, you know, you can reason that kids are more likely to want to come to school, especially if you've had a sub for three weeks. You know, that's hard. So, yeah. And so, again, with this one, if a teacher is out, it's seamless. The other three teachers are there or or two of the other teachers are there, right? Rather than just someone that the kids don't know. So That's cool. Yeah. I think that's a very creative way to do something about the teacher shortage mm-hmm. because I don't think any of us have ever taught in a model like that. No, I never have. And I'm, I'm very curious. I'd love to go check it out. And uh, I just give, I give the district, I give the the leaders and I give the teachers a ton of credit for trying something so different. And obviously they're doing a really good job with it. Mesa, Arizona. Mesa, Arizona. Well done, Mesa. Good yeah. job. Yeah. What's on your mind today? So 
mine is about how why we have summer break yes and this was like a summer project that looked up you know why do we actually have summer break mm-hmm. and got on a little rabbit hole and we already talked about him once this week but it's <laughs> ben franklin so ben franklin ben week. franklin the yeah. well i don't know what they call him the first american but yeah or the the father of america mm-hmm. i don't know he was a founder for sure he yeah sh- for sure was a founder but there's this great story of this small town in Massachusetts uh-huh. in the year 1790, okay. and they named themselves Franklin. Ben Franklin's not from there. He had no relationship with the town, Yeah, but they decided to name the town Franklin. Yeah, they admire him, and they named the town after him. Right, and a few other towns at the same time were naming themselves Franklin because he'd just come back from France. We just had the war. Yep. So, I mean, he was an influencer. He was a big guy. <laughs> sure. So this town Franklin names themselves Franklin. And yeah. then they write to Ben Franklin saying, hey, you know, we just named our town after you. <laughs> what we really need is a new church bell. Oh, a little bit of flattery to get bit, what they want. Exactly. Kay. And he would have loved that. Yeah. But when Franklin gets this letter, he's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give the money for this bell because he's cheeky Ben. Uh-huh. He wrote something like, uh, sense is preferable to sound. So instead of donating the money to buy this bell that this town names themselves after him, and then they say, hey, would you like to finance this bell? Right. He writes back, no, I'm not going to pay for your bell. But what I will do is I will donate like 150, 200 bucks. And I wonder what they were probably like, great, that's awesome. You <laughs> we know, wanted a bell and we have books. We wanted a bell, but okay. he's given us all these books. Of course great. he would give them literature instead. <laughs> yeah, he would. He's pretty old. He's offloading his stuff. Like, you know, your parents <laughs> offload their stuff to you as you get older. It's Here, tol- take these books. Take these books. Uh-huh. So the townspeople take all these books and they distribute it amongst the people who live there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like these, you know, it's like a little free library. Yeah. And I this, love those. I know. This becomes... <laughs> what's known as the first public library, this book sharing amongst people in this town from Ben Franklin's donated books. Okay, because I've heard that he sort of created a public library. So that's the story behind it. Right. The Franklin Public Library okay. is is made up or was originated from this these donated books. Okay. And in this town of Franklin, mm-hmm. Horace Mann, <gasps> the... Horace Mann is the... Like the father of public American public education. Right, the, yeah. the father of American public education. He was born in Franklin a couple years after Ben Franklin died. Okay. And he worked on a farm, and he only went to school for a couple weeks every year. From sure. The, from the age of 10 to 20, he only had about six weeks of school every year. Wow. But what he would do is he would go to the Franklin Public Library and read whatever he could get his hands on. Wow. So these books that were donated by Ben Franklin are read by Horace Mann, who later becomes the first secretary of education. Uh-huh. And one of his reforms was to you know make schools safer and more sanitary and to try and norm and... And just more available. Just more available. Right. And kind of reform what education means. Because back then it was like the wild, wild west. Schools were on different calendars. They had different rules. Yeah. So he decides that there should be some system and there should be teachers' colleges to make teachers better. Okay. And we should put different systems in place to make schools these great places. Yeah. And one of the problems they had back then was they didn't have air conditioning, so they would close the schools in the summer. (laughs) Okay. And he made this model for the schools in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Other schools started to copy it. And now we have this kind of natural school year where most schools are aligned and we have the summer off. 
Wow. So not the farming rule. Like I think everyone thinks we have summer vacation would, so we can have spend more time farming. Right. I, would, I, I remember hearing that and then it clicked for me years later. I was like that because I garden a lot. And I'm like, that makes no sense. The middle of summer is actually kind of your lightest load. In the spring, you plant. In the fall, you harvest. In the summer, you're like weeding and watering. But why would we have summers off then? <laughs> right. Why would we have summers off so we can spend more time on the farm? It's the quiet time. Wow. This is really interesting. Yeah. So the, the Franklin Public Library from the books that Ben Franklin donated mm-hmm. were read by the founder of American Public Education uh-huh. who reformed the school year to have summer vacation. To be consistent among schools. To be consistent among schools. Wow. And it all comes because Ben decided, I'm not giving the money for the bell, <laughs> but instead, here are some books. And look at what came from that. And look at what came from it. And wow. now we have summers off. Two very interesting topics this morning. I think so. Well, anything I, else? I'm I'm set. I hope it's a really wonderful day for everyone. It's Friday Eve. Yeah, I feel inspired. I feel like I'm smarter now. Good I to hope go. So. I'm gonna try. It'd be fun to go <laughs> observe the school in Mesa too. Yes, a huge shout out to them and everyone. Thank you for doing everything you do. Teachers are the best. We love you all. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. <laughs>